Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for Three Women, Three Ways. We are the show that talks about uh, current issues. I've been saying we're the show that talks about women's issues, but my daughter informs me that there are no such things as women's issues. There are human being issues. And so uh, I guess I have to change my my intro here. We're to, we talk about human interest uh, things, and uh, particularly centered around um, issues that impact women. How's that? And my name is Heather Stark. I'm here, uh, in, I guess we're well into our second year, almost to our third year of doing this program. And, of course, you know that all of our programs are accessible from uh, the Internet, and you can get to those past issues and past shows and listen as much as you'd like. I'm going to throw out our phone number today, and I want you to write it down, because this is a show that I don't want to keep interrupting a lot. I, I will, so that if you didn't didn't get the phone number, uh, you will get it. But this is a show that um, is extremely important. Our phone number is 646-378-0430. That's 646-378-0430. And I have with me today Eric Merlino. He's the Executive Director of Contact Lifeline, and that is in Wilmington, Delaware. And the reason Eric is with us is because there was a story in the news this week. It's actually been going on for a few weeks. And it is about a man in Delaware who happens to be a a very uh, wealthy man because he is an heir to a large, large uh, uh, corporation. And he was charged with sexually assaulting, with raping his three-year-old daughter. He admitted to the court that he did this, the court found him guilty. So far, hallelujah, the court's found him guilty. He's going to get what he deserves. Problem is, the judge, the female judge who sentenced him, made a statement that he would not do well in jail, in prison. So instead of prison time, she gave him probation. My contention is is that he gave his child a life sentence, and he gets probation. Now, I'm well aware that uh, sometimes the media doesn't report everything. Maybe there's something going on here that I'm not aware of. But Eric's here so that we can chew this around a little bit. And uh, Eric, welcome to us. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, Um, Just one one, thing. thought off the top of my head just in from your intro uh not directly related to the case but the statement that your daughter made uh is actually a very for me a very positive um indication of the kind of thinking change that needs to happen in the culture in that um in that what have been considered women's issues or women's problems really are uh, problems for humans, for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes they, women's issues become ghettoized as you know, and, and and treated less seriously because they are quote unquote women's issues. Um, and I think you're so right. It, it gives me a lot of optimism to know that you know your daughter is are, is uh, uh, someone who is already uh, seeing uh, seeing the the, the sociocultural. Uh, ramifications at a young age in a different way. So I just wanted to say that uh, off the top because that was uh, oh. striking to me. Oh, well, thank you. Um, she's she's a pretty bright girl and uh, has a lot of insight into uh, the world today, I think, so I'm proud of her. Um, let's get to this particular case, Eric. I mean, it's in your neck of the woods. You work with sexual assault. And uh, um, let's lay a little bit of a background. Is incest common? 
uh, incest is unfortunately very common, uh, and it and even in, in the commonness, uh, it is uh, significantly underreported. Um, I believe the statistics uh, are f- around 46% of children who are raped are uh, raped by victims of uh, are the, their perpetrators are family members. Uh, so that's a, that's a full 40, 46%. That's nearly half. Um, and then if you look, break it down a little further, 11% are uh, raped by their father or stepfather. That is huge, so huge. Um, I don't think we like. I don't think we really realize how often this occurs. In general, you know, sex abuse and, and uh, rape. I think you know. Wh- what were you saying? Or off the air? It was like one in five. Uh, yes, one in uh, one in by the age of eighteen. One in five females have been sexually abused in some way by some person, uh, and okay. uh, one in twenty males. And uh, I think both figures are undercounted, underreported for all of the reasons that uh, you would expect. And I think particularly the male abuse is probably underreported because of uh, the greater, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's almost a, a greater uh, taboo against uh, talk, you know, men coming forth and talking about uh, issues of sexual assault. Yeah. And um, we also know that most sexual assaults are not even reported. That's correct. Is that That's right? That's correct. It is the yeah. uh, the the uh, and when you say reported, uh, there's a you know a tier of uh, levels of reporting. You know, was it reported? First of all, was it reported to anyone? In other words, a friend, a family member. You know, and then the next level is was it reported to uh, child services? Or was it reported to the police? Um, and all of all of those uh, figures are of uh, non-reporting are significantly high. I don't have the the exact statistics, but they're well over fifty percent, and uh, and probably higher. Wow. Wow. And of those, I don't actually have the statistics in front of me. I wonder if you do. Of the ones that are reported. Only a very tiny percent are actually prosecuted. Uh, yes. And of those, uh, go ahead. And of those, pro- of those prosecuted, an even tiny, tiny, tinier percent are found guilty. Yes. So we have a man here in your neck of the woods in Delaware who not only was it reported, the, uh, he also confessed to it, and mm-hmm. he was found guilty... Mm-hmm. And he's not. I mean, what's his punishment? He's, he gets probation. I, I, I don't. I don't understand that. Are you guys getting news about this that I do not have? Um, I, Is there I, something I, that we haven't been told about this story? Here, yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface it, but preface this by saying, you know, number one, um, you know, we're, uh, though I'm, a, you know, a native and. Uh, you know, fairly familiar with uh, local politics. I'm not part of a local uh, of the local political uh, machine, as it were. So, it, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm strictly giving an outsider's perspective. And then, mm-hmm. secondly, also bear in mind that, um, and one of the things to know is that Delaware is a very small state. Uh, it's almost like a large, uh, a large city uh, uh you know uh, not even a large city but a, a small it has a small town feel throughout because of its small size so there's a lot of the, there's there's a lot of um overlap with uh uh folks knowing each other uh po- political maneuvering and all of that sort of thing um okay. in this case um my uh, my my understanding you know, from from my reading and and from what from what I'm aware of is that the uh the judge uh is was considered generally fair in terms of uh you know aside from this generally fair 
in, in her decisions not seeming to favor any particular, not favoring prosecution or, de, or defendants in, you know, on cases. Um, and this particular instance, though, I think come, becomes national attention for two reasons, and in, at least from my reading of it. And, you know, one is, is that the person involved is a DuPont heir, um, and DuPont, for those that don't know Delaware DuPont, um, what, uh, uh, folks I'm sure have probably heard of them. They invented nylon. They uh, they started in the in the mid 1800s, uh, uh, creating black powder for uh, for the Civil War and and all of those things. And basically, for for well over well over a century, they've been uh, the major political force in Delaware. I think it's less true today as some of their fortunes have declined. But it's still they're still. Um, uh, almost, uh, you know, uh, almost the, the, you know, the sort of reigning, reigning family slash business uh, of Delaware, and uh, in, in, in potentially in terms of influence, and this uh, particular uh, gentleman, the perpetrator, uh, is a, a, a direct uh, a grandson of one of the uh, one of the significant. Uh, guiders of the DuPont Company, uh, and uh, that you know certainly brings you know in addition to just simply being wealthy, which you know he is because of his inheritance as a, a family fortune. Um, he's also in the most well-connected part of the most well-connected family in Delaware, with a history of. Basically, as goes Dupont, as go, uh, so goes Delaware. So okay. I think that's locally that's one one issue that jumps out at folks in 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 you know finding out about the decision. The second the second thing is what is the judge's uh, one set of comments, which and and ultimately her decision to give probation. Um, from what I've read, um, the uh, decision, uh, the, her discretion in, in giving probation, is not beyond the bounds of what discretion she has as a, uh, as a judge in that case. But um, the comments in her decision, the, this particular comment, in that she made the decision for probation because she didn't think the prisoner or the, the accused would would fare well, that was actually her words, in prison, mm-hmm. is the second piece of what makes this so controversial. I, uh, the the, the, the uh, one big unknown is, and one, uh, one thing that folks uh, are speculating about is, was, you know, was that decision and those comments influenced simply by her perhaps personal uh, bias uh, impressions towards someone who was, you know, prominent and wealthy, you know, or, you know, the greater suspicion, the the more conspiracy-minded, you know, was it because there was influence exerted? And I don't think there's any way that we can know that right now. But I think that's, I would say, the, the groundwork of why... We are where we are with with the with the uh, news about it. Okay. And has there ever been a case like this before, with you know the the wealthy some wealthy person or something doing something egregious? And um, I mean, is, is is this typical in Delaware to have some sort of uh, brouhaha over a sentencing, a judge's sentence? Uh, it, it really uh, now, you know. Granted, I'm not a legal scholar, um, but I've followed, you know, Delaware politics and news for, for you know, many years, um, and at n- nothing at that level necessarily stands out. I mean, we've had uh, other, we've had other Dupont heirs, another Dupont, more distant Dupont heir, who was, <clears throat> I believe, convicted of murder, <clears throat> convicted of murder. Um, and received, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, significant sentencing. We had 
excuse me, um, a well-connected developer, uh, uh, Tom Capano, who made some national headlines in that he killed his mistress uh, and uh, and uh, was uh, very politically connected, very wealthy. The family was family of developers, and he too received a, a significant, I believe, a life sentence, if not short of that. So other significant you know, that I'm aware of prominent Delaware uh, persons um, uh, just off the top of my head have not necessarily been seen as gotten a light touch. I don't okay. know if the dif- I don't know if the difference is because those were murder cases and this is sexual assault. Yeah. Um, The other interesting thing about this is that this judge, Judge Jan Jurgen, supposedly Mm -hmm. has a reputation for being kind of a tough sentencing judge. Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's been the general impression. And so it it does stand out as an anomaly that, you know, in this particular case, which all the more heightens, well, why why differently? Why differently in this case? And and it, it, it certainly... Uh, rouses people's sense of injustice, you know, in the phrasing she used in her sentencing, that he wouldn't fare well when you contrast that to what he con- confessed to and was convicted of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So let's talk about this little three-year-old girl. Um, it is difficult for a child, and, and you tell, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just going to say something that I believe. It mm-hmm. is very difficult for a child who has been sexually abused to grow up without a lot of um, difficulty in, in adjusting to a normal adult life, a normal sex life, a normal everything life. Is that true? All of that is true. Um, there increases the likelihood of... Uh, poor relationships as, as a teen going into adulthood. It increases the likelihood of uh, substance use. It increases the likelihood of... <clears throat> uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It increases the likelihood of being raped as an adult. Um, mm. All of that to say that it's not all... It's not necessarily fait accompli as a, as a, as a, as a given that with... Good proper family and, and and friend support to the little girl mm-hmm. and counseling. Um, you they these these negative factors can be mitigated and they can be overcome. Um, uh, and there, but there's a myriad of of factors that have to go well for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um this child has her work cut out for her to try and have as normal a, a, a life as possible after this experience. My other question is, is okay, if this guy is on probation, and I haven't been able to find this out, maybe maybe you know this, does this mean he's free to go back home? Is he free uh, to see his child? My understanding is, is that no, he, I, I believe, and I, I could be, I believe I'm remembering correctly that he does have a uh, no contact with children uh, order in place. Um, Mm -hmm. And And we can feel confident that a man who has already broken the law to this extent um, and in this egregious way will follow a protective order, right? Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I I do get the sarcasm. Um, okay. All right. And yeah, there, there's certainly, there's certainly, uh, I, I think it's, it's probably less likely because of the amount of knowledge and focus around him and and his his own daughter, that mm-hmm. if you know if he were to to ultimately decide to to break that uh, to break that uh, restriction, it would probably be with with uh, some some uh, a new child, someone someone that he comes in contact with through some other means. Uh, as, as, because as, it, it, is, it's true, yeah. isn't it, that, that, I mean, it's kind of like speeding. How often do you break the speed limit in your car, and how often are you caught? You know, uh, I, I mean, yeah. and, and, you and know, unfortunately, I mean, 
unfortunately the, the and unfortunately the success rate of of uh, I won't say curing but of treatment providing yeah. enough treatment such that uh, a, a especially a, a, a sexual uh, predator of and and I, I, I really can't can't uh, think of a different word for for his actions uh, given the, given her age given their uh, you know yeah. the familiar close familiar relationship the likelihood that they won't reoffend is very low um, it's, yeah. we just haven't found uh, consistently effective treatment now I you know I cannot say I'm not saying that that will be the case for him. I, you know, I have yeah. no way of knowing, but... But as a general you, rule, these guys don't yeah. just pick on one particular child. Um, and I, I think they, the other people... I'm sorry. They, I, I they usually offend a number of ways, a number of times, and uh, I would think that with basically getting a little slap on the wrist for, for assaulting his own child, what what debt, you know, I mean, what... what, um, what incentive does he have to uh, stay within the law? You know, I mean, he he's, he has not really received any negative response to his behavior, uh, other than negative publicity, but it doesn't sound like that right. matters too much to him. Um, I, I'd also add in an additional piece, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, one of the things that brought the, this whole a decision back to light is that his ex-wife filed a civil suit um and in as part of i guess part of the discovery i'm not not sure exactly how it came to light but uh, of course he had been on probation uh from the original conviction and as part of his probation apparently uh he uh, was required to undergo polygraph tests on a regular basis it's one of the ways that uh, probation for sexual offenders used to try and check, gauge, monitor whether you know whether the the person is is staying away from children and and not reoffending. And okay, in the let me inter- interrupt right here. Aren't um, pedophiles noted for being able to pass polygraph tests? Some are. Um, uh, there is, uh, you know, uh, there's. Uh, a, a, a subset of, of pedophiles that, uh, number one, may be more socio, so, sociopathic, meaning that they don't have a lot of remorse and therefore are not going to uh, show the extreme emotions when confronted on a polygraph. Then secondly, there's also the factor that um, uh, many uh, others uh, that may not, may not have sociopathy but uh, really, truly believe that they are not harming the child. They have done nothing yeah. wrong, and so yeah. yeah, that it is easier to uh, for them to not not show up uh, on uh, uh, as as being uh, you know if, if they're if they're not being truthful on a polygraph. But in this case, and where I was going with this particular case, is that. Um, it was it was learned that in the, I guess the course of this polygraph examinations, subsequent you know after the trial and on probation that he also admitted to sexually assaulting his three year old son. Oof. And that's what uh, ultimately and the, the the I guess the discovery of that and the filing of the civil suit by his ex wife um, is what. Uh, what brought that that bit of information, and uh, to this point, no charges or follow up that I'm aware of has been done to that admission on his part. Yeah. So what what you know what sort of uh, it, when when you have a, a perpetrator who is um, who perpetrates against both uh, uh, girls and boys? Um, it's someone that's probably, uh, st- I mean, strictly uh, motivated by prepubescence children, which um, m- which makes uh, which often increases the likelihood that they will reoffend. Um, 
given the sort of indiscriminateness of of their of their uh, of their preferences and tendencies. Yeah, I'm going to toss out our phone number one more time. It is six four six three seven eight zero four three zero. That's six four six three seven eight. 0430. I'd really, really like it if you called in and joined our conversation. Um, we, uh, um, there is a, an editorial in um, uh, the Delaware, is it Delaware Times? What's the name of the publication? Delaware? Uh, it's the news, Delaware, Delaware News Journal. Delaware News Journal. And it was written by um, a, a, a member of the Bar Association for Delaware. And he says that the uh, article, the publicity, uh, um, was misleading and that uh, it, the article uh, reflects, indicates that this reflect, reflects the judge's own personal feelings. And he says that's speculative and misleading. Uh, the article does not tell the reader that the notation actually appears in a, sex, a section of the sentencing form headed notes where a judge normally lists comments made at the hearing by prosecutors and defense counsel. So what he's saying is that, first of all, that he will not fare well in prison probably isn't the judge's quote, even though it's been reported that way, that the judge just writes it down on a piece of paper when she finds, you know, she's taking notes on what the, the, the lawyers are saying. So that he contends that that's the, the situation. And... Um, he said that the judge imposed a sentence of eight years in prison, suspended in favor of eight years probation with strict conditions. The conditions included the completion of a rigorous residential and outpatient treatment program for sex offenders. Well, those programs have very, very um, mixed results. Yes, I think um, mixed is probably a kind description. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard. Uh, and yeah. usually, in, in what I know about this is that you send a, a, a domestic violence offender to treatment, you send a, f a sex offender to treatment, and what they do is they learn how to uh, uh, expand their vocabulary, and that's about it. They they learn um, more tricks of the trade, if you will. That's, that's what I see. Um, she, she also uh, ordered close monitoring during the entire probation was zero tolerance for violation, which would reinstate the prison sentence. No contact with children, including his own. And that um, this defendant has completed the sex offender program and has spent more than five years on intensively monitored probation under the supervision of Delaware's highly trained probation and parole office with no violations of parole. Now, I'm a little confused by that. You know, he was found guilty of this and has been on probation for five years. I mean, and this, this indicates that he might have done this before. Um, so that's confusing to me. Um, which um, the, could you clarify which part is confusing? Yeah, I mean, I'm under the impression that this is the first time he was caught. But then this, um, uh, in this opinion letter to the editor, this uh, lawyer says that um, I guess he's making a case that that um, probation and treatment should be okay because he says this guy has been on uh, probation for five years and he's completed the sex offender program. He's completed the sex offender program and has spent more than five years on intensively monitored probation under the supervision of Delaware's highly trained blah, blah, blah. So I don't know whether the, he just mixed up his tenses, but it sounds to me like this guy's done this before. Uh, well, I, th I think that if I'm, rec if I'm re recollecting correctly, because uh, you're speaking about the information that came out about the son. Ah. Is that Okay. Is that which is that where you is that where you're? I don't know. That, it's not clear in this letter to the editor. Uh, I mean, this this lawyer is making a case for Judge Jurgen, saying, mm -hmm. you know, that first of all, she didn't probably didn't make that whole comment, and secondly of all, you know, that yeah, he might have gotten probation, but he has all these really really heavy duty conditions on the probation. Um, I noticed that, you know, wearing an ankle bracelet, for example, which a lot of states do with sex offenders. Um, isn't one of those 
extensive con- you know conditions of, of mm-hmm. probation. Um, so I don't know whether Delaware does not do that or whether they just chose not to do that in this case, um, which tells me that <laughs> he's not as closely monitored as this, this writer would like us to believe. So, so you're kind of questioning the accuracy of whether you know there's whether the the assertion that you know he's been basically a model probationer uh, because. Yes. You're saying, yeah. you know, perhaps he's not because been he hasn't been caught doing anything enough. again. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and certainly that's that's all. You know, the for no probation is foolproof. You know, especially you know as you know it goes back around to, um, you know, to, you know toward the notoriously difficult uh, task of trying to uh, eradicate, cure, whatever word you want to use, the compulsions. The yes. uh, this you know the the, the 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 brain chemistry they're not there's no 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 one has a clear uh, uh, there's no clear science as to you know w- whether there's any one thing that 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 drives the 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 uh, tendencies toward pedophilia so the uh, you know the 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 treatment therefore is is you know is, is questionable you know in terms of its results. Um, so, you know, so I, I hear you're saying that there's, you know, there could be a likelihood that they just missed something. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's certainly possible. It's, you know, again, can't, cannot make that assertion because we don't know, but we can certainly be concerned. Yeah. Uh, and another question that I had was, what about all these children that he's exposed to? Now, supposedly, he has a protection order against other children, but how do you, how do you not find children in this world? You know, I mean, they're 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 around us. They're they're with us. Right. Part of humanity. So how can you um, reasonably assume that this guy will not be around any children? And that, there's a lot I mean, of really that, stupid parents out there, I must say. Um, that, uh, I, I think there are a lot of uh, overstressed, overworked, uh, under. Uh, educated, under edu- uh, undereducated, at least in terms of of potential dangers, not necessarily undereducated yeah. in, 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 uh, in scholastic yes, terms. Yes. But um, the, you know, there's a lot of single parents. Not to disparage them, I mean, can, uh, this uh, sexual assault happens this makes it to harder. children. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know less opportunity for supervision, more likelihood to be receptive to someone who's. You know, willing to help out and say, "Hey, babysit," you know, for me. You know, and occasionally when I, you know, as a parent, when I need to go and do something that, you know, I can't take my child along. So, you know, those those opportunities are, are certainly there. Uh, I no. mean, the sex sex offender registration helps somewhat, but no. you're right. It's, well, when it's, it's I say not foolproof. Yeah, and when I say stupid, I don't mean um, what you're describing. I mean some of the parents I know who, for example, know that grandma's new husband has spent time in jail for being a sex offender, for raping a child, and yet they will let grandpa, uh, grandma and, and step-grandpa babysit their children. Yeah, that's a different kind of, that's a different level yeah. of, I, I, you know, I would probably just describe it as either one, as either willful ignorance, um, mm-hmm. because it's such a uh, societally, it's such a difficult issue to confront. To believe that it's yeah. true, many times the offender, they're released, um, they they can be charming, they can be gregarious, oh, yeah. and they can also um, give a version of events that you know they while they ended up in jail, you know what was said that happened and they got convicted on didn't really happen and people want people are just so reluctant to look at it or believe that it could have happened and are willing to turn a blind eye rather than mm-hmm. face the more difficult truth about the nature of fo- of some folks the other possibility Let me, too, go ahead the other possibility too is that parents that do that there's a high likelihood that, and there's a there's a definite statistical correlation that they themselves may have been sexually abused as a child and are more. Uh, they can go one of two ways. They can go where they're hyper vigilant with their own children, 
uh, about strangers, or they can, can go the other way, where the, the sort of the their their sense of boundaries and and safety uh, are kind of permanently distorted, and are uh, frequently the uh, children of 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 uh, women and men, but w- uh, women that have been sexually abused are often uh, more likely to be sexually abused themselves because of the, the just the the the, the the, the survivor uh, never truly uh, learns, uh, you know, learns to, to, to be able to set appropriate boundaries or to, um, you know, or to fully overcome their feelings of guilt and maybe, you know, compliance that they, they feel like somehow they, you know, they, they deserved it. Um, and then that leads to, well, to far more lax, lax, uh, you well, know, and, and perpetrators use a, a grooming process. They they sure. basically brainwash their victim before they ever put a hand on them. So sure. you know, I mean, if, you know, oh, this is not wrong. Um, you know, society is wrong. They're saying that this is wrong, but actually, you know, I'm helping you. Um, I, I a father has an obligation to make sure his daughter's experienced before she goes out in the world. I mean, they use all sorts of uh, of techniques to convince the person the victim especially that it's okay it's okay you know sure and and children naturally crave attention and especially from people they're close to people they feel you know love whether it's parents or or close friends of the family or relatives and so for them it's a mixed bag because you know many uh, oftentimes the predators will target Children who aren't getting a lot of attention, and so, so now yeah. suddenly they are, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that's where they the the victim then feels complicit um, because they sought out the the attention, they sought out the yeah. you know the company, and then feel like what it ultimately happened was because they you know they continued to 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 uh, seek out the relationship, and, and that's one of, one of the most insidious. Uh, ways that it that it can damage uh, someone, and one of the hardest ones to for a survivor to overcome. And the good news is, is well, that I want to go back can. a little bit when we were talking about parents, because um, I think you know you were mentioning this willful ignorance, which I really like that phrase. Several years ago, um, my husband was in a profession. Um, the medical profession, and we had a group of people. Uh, at a, we were at a, a party with a group of people and a group of his cohorts, and one of the people from his profession, from his specialty, had just been convicted in two separate counties. One county he had his office, the other county he had his home. And in two separate counties he had con- been convicted of sexually assaulting his uh, 15-year-old daughter. Now, at the party, these people were mulling this around. They were saying, well, there's something wrong with that. You know, no, uh, he's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to tear my hair out. Of course he's a nice guy, he's, you know, uh, to you, you know. <laughs> right. You know? And, um, and, you know, uh, uh, it, yeah, I mean, Charming and gregarious is, is more, is of more, course. you know, is yeah. more likely Good neighbor. part of the, persona- of the personality. There's... The loner that's more of the sociopathic type that you you know it would be you know you wouldn't say that about um, no. and they're more but most likely, of them aren't that way yeah um, that, but that's a lower in, percentage. in this discussion I was explaining you know what I knew about these situations and that yeah of course he seems like a nice guy blah 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 but then somebody said to me well that girl never liked him there's something wrong sure. with this. And I thought, what they're saying is the girl did this just because she didn't like him. They're not saying she didn't like him because he hurt her. You know, she, he did this to her. And it was like, right. how, can you not, how can you not make this connection? You know, it's like that old study about, you know, smoking causes wrinkles. Really? You know, <laughs> you know that's a little bit too of a direct correlation. You know, there's a, too many missing factors there. The girl didn't like him. And so their assumption was, that she just did this to be mean to him. And again, and for it's me, part of the blo- oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, that that willful ignorance that you're talking about. They they couldn't reconcile what he had done and what he had been found guilty of in not just one county but in two counties. 
And so they just were willing to ignore this poor victim. Well, and, and I would, I, I would, I would say that, you know, one of the things that we that we know uh, fairly well from uh, from treatment and research is and and uh, socio sociological uh, circumstances is that um, because of the shame and humiliation and societal taboo of reporting you know uh, this this kind of thing it's a minute minuscule uh, very small less than it's like at point oh something percentage points of wh- where we have evidence that you know children or teens actually uh, report falsely that, that you know something has happened uh when when it hasn't that the the negative consequences are so great that, uh, and, but unfortunately for many people, they, you know, it, it, again, for that willful ignorance, it, it gives them in their mind an out, well, you know, this, this was made up, she, you know, she, uh, you know, sometimes in custody disputes and, and so forth, it comes out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's really, it's a red herring, it bears, it bears very little resemblance to to at what 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 actually happens and i i would point to to two you know somewhat recent well-known national uh, circumstances where you know where you see that sort of um denial of of reality i'm thinking of the sandusky case and the continuing support of his wife that you know despite the mounds of evidence and despite her you know her close knowledge of his activities that she continues to support him and believe his innocence um and uh the other being uh the recent letter by and i forget her name but she was a child of woody allen and mia farrow who wrote an open letter to the new york times oh yeah and there was a lot of negative backlash both in social media and and some popular media as to yeah. you know why are you doing this uh you know questioning her motives etc um well, I again think her brother one of her brothers said you know one of her brothers supported her, the other brother supported uh Woody Allen I mean it's yeah. like even within the family this girl is getting um yes yeah negative and, responses and, the the you can't underestimate the um impact of the family desire to protect uh to protect even even you know suspected perpetrators because uh, it's it's something i think that goes almost back to tribal or clan clanish uh you know our our, our evolutionary kind of biological imperative not to mention fear of embarrassment and shame that that incur as you as you pointed out earlier that encourages that relatives in a family will encourage uh, uh, someone who was uh, perpetrated against or just is aware of it uh, to still spend go to family functions go to reunions go to you know parties mm-hmm. with, with those people just to uh, so as not to uh, upset the, the the kind of the family norm um, I think. It might have been Freud, or it might have been Jung. I forget which. That said, a family is a, a unit that it's designed to protect its most wounded member, and uh, that that always can, that always sort of comes into my mind when I think about that. That's interesting. That I had not heard that before, but I yeah, <laughs> a lot of us have lived that kind of dynamic. Yeah, wow. Um, I'm gonna have to write that down. Um, so let's talk about this little three-year-old. What's what's down the road for her? Well, I mean, a lot of it, unfortunately, uh, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, um, a lot of it is going to be uh, uh, a lot of it's going to have depended on things that have already happened. Um, crucial to uh, you know to getting a good start towards a healthy uh, survi- for a survivor to become healthy is. How was she originally received? How was she believed immediately? Was she blamed? Uh, were there, you know, uh, uh, basically her, uh, you know, that, that's a, for any, any, any survivor, their initial disclosure 
especially if that disclosure is to another trusted family member, how is that received? Uh, the degree to which it's received with uh, respect and openness and willingness to hear and, uh, and feelings of remorse for what happened to, to them. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about the perpetrator, but I'm talking about uh, other trusted family members. Whoever gets that first disclosure is in a key position to improve the likelihood of, of future, uh, future mental health for that, for that child by, by being open, accepting, trusting. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to immediately decide that, you know, to, to convict the, the person that, that, that they're disclosing, but, but to, believe, to believe them in the moment in their story, um, especially a child that young, because it's almost, almost inconceivable that the child is, is, is fabricating something. Um, and, yeah, at age uh, three, they don't really know. They don't. Yeah, they don't so understand sex. They don't know yeah. that whole thing. So if they talk about something like that happening, they had to have gotten it from somewhere. And uh, they don't. As far as I know, they don't teach sex ed to, ed to three-year-olds. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 you know, there's a small incidence, but you you can't go wrong by being empathetic, being. Uh, open and being accepting of what they're saying as a starting point. Don't you know? Uh, you don't want to be playing detective at the get-go. You want to, you know, you want to let you know trained counselors and special victims units and those sorts of things um, f- figure it out. You want to be, you know, and you, you want to be encouraging. You don't want to, you don't want to ex- uh, express uh, shock or. Uh, extreme emotions because that can shut the the child down. But then going forward, uh, continued good family support, continue you know counseling is absolutely essential. Um, continuing to uh, find uh, to, to to work on self esteem issues to find help 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 the child find good uh, activities that uh, that will build self-esteem sports music uh, uh, the arts uh 4h whatever but um what's one of the key things is rebuilding self-esteem and uh, and 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 ultimately um you know that you know it's it's it it's the quality of the of the support and, and attention and care that they get from from family, friends, and from professionals that um, could, you know, could make, you know, could make, uh, could mitigate some of the some of the awful uh, effects of, uh, uh, you know, of the uh, of the uh, assaults on the on, on the survivor and on the little girl, in this case. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think you know, for in any kind of a trauma experienced by a child, if they share it with you, whether you're a parent or a friend. You got to remember, it's about them. It's not about right. you, and you know the horror that you might feel, or the empathy that you might feel, or the shock, or whatever. It's about that child, um, and and you have to focus on what will help that child. And you might feel rage, but is rage going to help your child? You know, right? Exactly. Uh, that's that's an excellent point uh, because frequently that. That perpetrator is known to the child, and maybe thought uh, the child thought fondly of them, maybe loved them, especially if it's cl- if they're a close family member. So, you know, uh, uh, they they're going to have frequently mixed feelings when they report. You know, that's part of the reason why it's so hard, is they feel guilt because they have good feelings about the person as well as bad. So, yes, your your reaction shouldn't you know include a lot of condemnation of the person. Simply, you know, expressing you know sorrow that it happened, reminding them that they, you know, that they didn't, they weren't responsible for this person doing something that they shouldn't have, and you know, and encouraging them to to um, to, to speak to you know the the, the folks, uh, the appropriate folks, as as it moves forward, and to just tell the truth, and 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 again, keeping a very warm, supportive, but non, as you said, non-reactive kind of tone despite the fact that you may want to go and rip the you know person's head off that you've now been told you you know that's counterproductive to the child at that point yeah and i think you know we have to 
focus, that this is about the child, this is about, about the victim. And I can't help but um, I understand the three-year-old daughter is no longer three. She's like 12 now. Is that? I think that's, I, I think that might be right, yes. Yeah. So she has been aware probably of all these court proceedings. Do you think that it will have an impact on her uh, recovery, if that's the appropriate word to use, um, knowing that this guy basically got his hand slapped? I, I think that that's something that um, will be a con- something she will be continuing to come to terms with. Uh, she, you know, c- given the age that it happened and given the age she is now, she has traveled through at least two and maybe three developmental stages. And um, with each developmental stage, uh, the a child's uh, cognition abilities, their, their, the way they see the world, their, their uh, judgments um, will change. And so that's why the, the ongoing counseling and support in whatever ways is crucial because as she goes through developmental, the different developmental phases uh, cognitively, she will have different perspectives and different views about what happened and um, and how she may have felt about it at age five is going to be different than how she felt about it at age eight and then again at age 12. Um, so you know, before we started this conversation, uh, I mentioned that I had an, uh, a friend, uh, a colleague, who um, was uh, abused by her father growing up, started very young, um, and... She didn't really, I didn't know the issue until she was well into her 40s. And she was just very matter-of-fact about it. You know, well, my father abused me and it wasn't the end of the world kind of thing. And I just looked at her and went, oh, I am so sorry, you know. Mm -hmm. And she immediately started to cry. And I think that she was ready, she was ready to face the, the, the trauma that that experience caused for her instead of just pushing it away and she was mm-hmm. in her mid-40s before that, that hit al- her that's also not uncommon and not surprising that one of the common ways especially young victims cope is by um is by dissociating which basically means kind of uh compartmentalizing in their brain what's happening to them and kind of shutting it off to the side so that they can survive through the through the actions um and sometimes those, that compartmentalizing doesn't get on. It's just too scary for them to face, and it doesn't get unlocked uh, even even with counseling uh, until you know five years, ten years, fifteen, forty. That you know, forty years later, it it really you know it can just sort of stay the tucked away. Now the effects are still you know can still be very. Uh, very uh, harmful. You know, they may uh, have a series of relationships that don't go well, and they can't figure out why. They may, you know, turn to substances. Uh, they may uh, they may experience uh, general anxiety and not know why. Um, all of those things until they unlock it, and uh, you know, and and for some, you know, it, it just it, it it just has to be at, at whatever time that they're per, they're they are personally able to fully admit the the uh you know the the the, the trauma that they they basically put aside in a box and decided not to open that box uh ever uh until it until it hurts they too much exactly yeah. and it, it, for many it feels like to do so would be death in 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 some way um Especially if it's a primary caregiver that's the person who assaulted, because that primary caregiver was basically had life and death control over the, over the over a young child, and so you know that that's it, it can be as big as life and death. Mm. Huge, huge, huge issue. Um, when a child is assaulted, is it worse if it's their that that parent or the parent figure? than it would be if it were a stranger? It, it generally, generally speaking, it does tend to be more psychologically scarring. Um, the closer the relationship, it all, you know, it, it depends. I mean, if, if it's sure. a, a distant, if it's a stepfather that's in the picture, but the relationship has been distant, it all has to do with how much trust and love and identification the child has with 
the person and obviously the you know the parents are the primary generally the primary um but you could have an equally traumatic response for you know a beloved grandfather who let's say lives with the family um and you know is 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 a huge part of of their life but generally speaking you know you're going to have a higher likelihood that that level of trust intimacy etc is going to be found in you know if if a father is present in the home uh sure. or a mother uh, it, you know there there are you know instances of uh female perpetrated incest although they're they're significantly lower or at least lower reported and I would just like to throw out, I, you know, the the idea of getting some sort of professional counseling is huge because folks, you know, th- that are trained in what this child will likely need to deal with, uh, folks that, you know, when it happens to you or your loved one, that's probably the only the first or maybe second time you've ever seen such a situation. You're not going to have the resources to know exactly right. what, uh, this person needs, this victim needs. I would suggest, though, that you very carefully choose the psychologist uh, or counselor that you go to to deal with this. Um, maybe calling your local um, uh, rape crisis center would be a good start. Yes. But not all therapists work well with this kind of, of a situation. And if you get a, a therapist who's not experienced, who's not good at these issues, in my opinion, you may as well not even bother going. Um, I, I think you, uh, I think you, you, your advice is well taken. That yes, you definitely should shop for someone that that is skilled, experienced, uh, and and you know can can give you uh, can can you know give you credentials to that effect. Um, because you're right. Uh, it's, it, it, basically, the process is a process of unpacking trauma. And skilled therapists give the survivor tools to unpack that trauma in a way that they can handle a bit at a time, and also tools to, to kind of put that kind of if I'm keep with that metaphor, close that box up from between mm-hmm. sessions, so that the person doesn't get overwhelmed and re-traumatized, re- re-stimulated. So yes, you definitely want someone that's skilled in that area, and certainly local rape crisis uh, agencies uh, can you know can direct you if they don't provide those services themselves, um, you know, for to, to to look for that. And and okay. one other thing, one other thing, and I know we're about, about close to close, but one other thing to bear in mind is that sometimes uh, many, well, not some, there is a, a significant uh, prevalence of therapists who became therapists uh, who are survivors and part of the uh, the question is is did they sufficiently work through their own trauma because otherwise mm-hmm. that will interfere with their ability to work with 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 someone else's sure very good very good points um, before we wrap up here, I just want to, um, I'm on the RAIN website, R-A-I-N-N, which is a rape resource uh, organization nationally, and they throw out a few statistics on uh, rapists and, and sexual assault perpetrators. The average age of a rapist is 31, 52% are white, 22% of imprisoned rapists report that they are married, and in one in three sexual assaults, the perpetrator was drunk. 11% yeah, that, of rapes that's good point. used weapons. Yeah. There, so, yeah there's a, there's um, a high co- correlation between substance use and, 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 and because, as you know, substance use alters your, your judgments, your boundaries, your barriers, and uh, yeah. you know, can increase the likelihood that you would do something. Now, if you find yourself, unfortunately, in a situation where you need to get help, either for yourself or a child, um, and you don't have to be a parent to um, uh, give some number, phone numbers or uh, to be there for, for that child, okay? Brain is a very good place to start. Um, it is the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-HOPE. 1-800-656-HOPE, and 
they will hook you up with with uh, uh, some agencies or services in your area. They will give you some resources that you can reach out for. I am moved. I have to say I'm highly moved um, by our talk today, and I really appreciate your being with us. I, I really think that you are articulate and um, provided some really good information for us today. Thank you for being with us. I'm, I'm glad to have, have been of some help, and um, and and I echo your your uh, strong recommendation that if you know somebody that needs help, have them call the, the national hotline, and you know don't wait. Yep, and join us next week. We're going to be talking about technology and abuse. In other words, stalking and cyber stalking, that kind of thing. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.